Welcome to episode 10 of We Have Issues. We made it to 10. I'm we made it to 10. Made it to 10. I interrupted you. I, it's, it's just, it's part of You know what? Life. This is episode 10 is where I'm putting my foot down, Stephen. I'm just going to take off my glove and slap you with it. I challenge you to a duel to never interrupt me again. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's going to happen all the way up until the 50th anniversary. <laughs> it better, Stephen. Oh, man. So I'm Anthony. I'm Steven, the interrupter. The interrupter. And Among other titles. <laughs> uh, re- yeah, relationship expert, ostrich guru. <laughs> um, yeah. Artist <laughs> extraordinaire, really. I was trying to think of a title for peeing in someone else's bed and then blaming him for it, but I can't think of like a, like a small amount of words to make it a title. Renaissance um, man works. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure. Side note. My sick deer hunter shirt came oh, in. Oh, very cool. It's very awesome. They did a, a live stream show back in October, and I pre-ordered, and I got the digital ticket, and then I got the t-shirt also. Very oh, cool. It was pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I'm feeling a little sad about the fact that we had the Mystic Coheed and Cambria show. So uh, it would have been this. Yeah, it would have been last month, dude. Yeah. No world for tomorrow, never ender, which I don't think we're gonna get now. It's not not gonna happen. Yeah, it's one of my favorite albums. I was really excited for it for so many crowd moments. That's why, you know, I was so excited for it. And uh, it'll just, it'll probably never happen. I want to imagine, like, I wish, I'd like to imagine that at some point we'll get back there. It feels at the moment like it'll never happen, but who knows, right? It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. (laughs) That would have been great. But anyway. This has become a a Coheed and Deer Hunter podcast. Yeah, seriously. Well, I mean, to be fair, they make musical albums like they make uh, you know like narrative based albums dear henner and then coheed has their entire catalog is just a giant story you know so they have a concept album which Mm -hmm. and what we're doing basically is making a concept album but we're starting with the the concept we're starting with the art we're going the opposite direction basically so um how did you do this week I pulled a U, basically. That's the, oh, I mean, so failing is an Anthony now. That, that's that's the term we use in in the in my blog. But uh, no, I mean I didn't do horrible, but I definitely didn't finish the page. I uh, was able to um, get like some whites and some shades on page three. Okay. So I, I it wasn't a complete loss. I did I did like any time I could squeeze out I spent you know my mornings drinking coffee playing around on photoshop so i still did coffee that. like this coffee <laughs> this coffee <laughs> if we have if we have no no art to put up we might as well show the people what they want which is this coffee i'm gonna i'll, I'll send you a picture so you can put it up there i'll just i'm just gonna poorly photoshop just folders i don't know if we're allowed as long as it's not music we i don't know we have we're fine as long as it's it's kind of funny i don't know <laughs> but so you failed okay okay but did you so, but you say you made some progress right i made like coloring progress i didn't i didn't really start a new it page. sounds like you're lying it sounds like you did nothing Stephen. <laughs> no i sent you i mean like you i, didn't I sent anything. you I, didn't yeah, I, <laughs> I sent you like the ink thing i did that yeah, it yeah. Was whatever but if you look carefully there is there's there's a lot of white no, I'm, texture no I'm kidding with you i love I, I really love it all um but so yeah so this is what steven's actually done he edits coffee into the scene <laughs> <laughs> so um i i i still again struggled this week with what i was writing um but i got through it i did finish it uh, I don't know if you probably didn't get a chance to read it because you were super busy today, right? Yeah, I was doing yeah. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you those pictures too. We can show those if we want, but. Oh yeah, cool. This is what Steven spent his time doing, which is insane. It's very manly. I have no idea what it's... <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my uncle and my dad came over and helped, but my dad, mostly my dad and I. And um, so yeah, it's just remodeling a shower. Like we had the, one of those plastic showers in there, like prefab showers. Mm. So we're retiling it. So yeah, I'll send you all the progress pics. You can post them in the podcast. Because we have issues being good husbands, basically, is what the issue is this week. So Yeah. Rub <laughs> it in, Steven. <laughs> so, uh, but for me, for me, it was just like, it was a weird week altogether. And the chapter we were working on, like chapter I'm writing this week, just, I, I'm going back and forth because I, I had to have this whole conversation about something specific which was like silly and pop culture based but it has like major allusions to my relationship in a weird roundabout way 
that mm-hmm. I don't, but I'm personally fighting it because I'm like, I'm not sure if the readers are going to get that, but I also never want to underestimate readers. I want to just be like, as long as it's an entertaining conversation, some people are going to understand the illusion and some people might not, you know, mm-hmm. but it's still a moment that we're living and it's, it, I think it'll be interesting. Like, I want you to read it so you can tell me what you think. For sure. I um, will. Especially- I also think, though, that readers will just come up with stuff that are even better than what we thought of originally, yeah. and we're just going to go right along with it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly All of that little subtext that you <laughs> you pick up on panel through panel by panel, like, intentional. I feel like, I feel like Stephen was really trying to encapsulate the anger that he felt in page one, you know, in, next to page 22. I feel like what that's we're what really going to see from your art... <laughs> I feel like what we're going to see from your art is how much you hate me through the process. <laughs> I think it's going to be like, my character's slowly going to look a little less attractive. It's just going to look like, Ugh. and eventually it's just going to be Fazimoto. Like, it's just... It's literally just you going, me, me, <laughs> just you in every panel. So it's far, it's worse. Yeah, so yeah. far. So far, you well, except for the first pages, it's a splash, but you've been in every panel so far. Oh, Steven, it's the weirdest thing for me. I just, yeah, I think that's, that's part of it. Like, I'm, I'm finally, since I'm coming close to the end of the actual pages of, you know, all, I'm, I, I have one chapter to go, you know, and once I'm done with that, I'm finished with the pages and I, I just have to write some narration that I'm looking forward to writing. Um, but I just... I'm finally coming to the point where I'm like, oh gosh, this is a lot about me. You know, or I'm starting to like, those insecurities are spiraling where I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I should say this, you know, but then it's like, I don't, I'm, I'm going to do it. It's what we're doing here, right? I'm just like airing our dirty laundry slash look at our clean laundry. I mean, yeah. some, some of the stories I've told on this podcast, I've literally only told close family and friends. So you are all very, very welcome. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It, speaking of that, it was interesting because I was kind of, I had a situation today, not a real situation. Um, my feelings were hurt today, Stephen. <laughs> just a little. Just hurt you. I hope he was a vampire so we could take him out. Here's the thing, Stephen. I don't have a butt, okay? <laughs> I have no butt. I never have. I've never had one of these things. I've seen them. I like them. I wish I had more. I don't. I have no butt, Stephen. I, I have to, I get uncomfortable pretty quickly. I also get cold. I'm skinny. I don't know. But I went out to eat with a friend and I bent over to like put a mask on Atlas. And, and, and my friend, my friend, she was like, you didn't do some squats. I was like, that's not fair. It's not fair. You can't do this. First of all, first of all, first of all, I don't think about my butt. I don't think about my butt. Like, it just doesn't occur to me. It doesn't occur to me that I have a Hank Hill situation going on. Like, it doesn't. I'm just like, it's fine. I never have to see it. As far as I'm concerned, it's none of my business. But the thing is, I mean, like, their female versions of their anacondas don't want none unless I got buns on. (laughs) Like, it's a real thing that I should be considering, Stephen. So what I'm, okay, so my, my thought is. You, you don't like an oversized anaconda. No, because I'm <laughs> I don't, but, but, so, and I guess in their case, it would be their, like, their arms are their anacondas, right? Because they're, 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 their talent, their, their fangs are gripping onto the, there's nothing there. And so I think she, what's, what's, what's really funny about you having butt issues is Tina literally makes fun of me to my back while I'm standing somewhere about how small my butt is in comparison to the rest of my six foot three slash four statue okay. body. I kind of like that we're in this together, Steven, because for, for a second I thought you were going to go the other way and brag no, about I, Dude, have you seen that the Todd butt is not a butt. It's just non-existent. Okay. All, okay. all of us suffer the curse. So, so my plan is now I have no intention of ever. No, not, not ever. I have no intention of right now being like, this is what my butt looks like. However, I am going to say that I'm going to try to do this stupid workout routine and see if there are any results. That's my plan. So part, part of my month, I'm not going to make, this isn't part of my permanent life. I honestly don't care that much, but she hurt my feelings enough that I'm like, all right, you know what? Let's see if I can just do this. And if it does make, if it is simple and I can make a difference, Fine. Okay, I'll feed your dumb anacondas. I'm sorry. <laughs> your iacondas. No, but um, dude. So, so yeah. So I realized today I have no butt. I felt a little insecure about it. Steven, do you have any? I know. I know. Like we both have the insecurity thing, and you comment on my looks a lot. 
So, like, do you have, like, what do you think about yourself? Do you think that you judge yourself physically the same way that other people do slash Tina would? Tina, like, Tina goes too far. But then Tina's, like, into, like, Seth Rogen and, like, Jason Siegel. Those are the guys in Hollywood that she's attracted yeah. to. So I don't really, I don't really trust her opinion. Like, um, but no, I definitely have, I've always had a very, like, very bad, like, I no confidence whatsoever. Um so yeah, no, I, I have that issue big time. No. I yeah, I don't, I don't really look at myself in the mirror and think, uh, oh, he looks, uh, you know, nothing like that. Like, no, I'm definitely, uh, yeah, I'm definitely just very judgmental of myself for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, and I think it's funny because, like, okay, I, like obviously Tina loves you, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's and I know that like you're like you're probably the smartest person I know. Um, <laughs> so I know I know that you know that. It's subjective. Like obviously, if she if she likes you, she's attracted to you. That means other people probably also think you're similarly attractive, right? I mean, like it's mm -hmm. just a taste of of a certain person, you know. But mm -hmm. I think it's weird because I'm I'm like similarly, I don't I don't see that in myself either. You know what I mean? Like like when I look at myself, I see like someone who's like mm -hmm. I I basically see myself at twelve. You know, like I see like. Just like my hair always looks stupid. Like I always feel like my my everything's wrong. I notice all my pimples before anyone else, just like everyone else, you mm. know? So it's just like all of those insecurities are just always just kind of floating around, just like treading the water in my dumb brain, you know? So, and then, so when someone says something like, you know, or compliments me in some way, my, my immediate response is just like, you're dumb, shut up. You know, like. Dude, even to Tina, like she will like sit there and just like compliment me up and I, that's another thing I can't do is take, take a compliment. Like you're better off just like critiquing my work and then like giving me like a compliment sandwich than you are like right. directly complimenting me because I have a hard time. I don't know. I just have a hard time taking the compliment and re like returning the, the, Oh, yeah. thank you. Like, I'm just like, you're yeah, a liar. For me, yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, I've conditioned myself to basically just respond with thank, thank you. You know, just one of those like kind of a timid, like even through text, it's just like, thank you thanks for being kind i don't i don't do i also I handle this i don't want to handle this situation i feel like you put us in this weird situation by saying nice things and it's on you now you know like i i feel like you're a villain remind me how much i i am i suck as a person and i'm all about that i i will apologize up and down for my poor behavior as a human being but god forbid if you remind me how great i am i can't stand that, that. crazy and you know just that, that sort of dynamic in general, I'm really bad with. I'm also really bad. Just, I'm bad with tone. I'm bad with reading things on the internet. I can't tell when people hate me on the internet. The other mm -hmm. day, okay, so like a couple of days ago on Twitter, I posted, I was feeling this. I was feeling this thing that we're talking about where I was just like feeling down on myself for some reason. I don't know. I was just feeling like some insecurity and I was just like thinking about it. I was like, okay, was it because I was kind of like, like people would say dumb things to me in middle school or whatever, you know, like, was it because I was picked on? Like, what was it? Like, you know, so I was thinking about like bullies and if, if it did have some lingering effect or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. mostly I don't, I felt like it didn't because most of the things that people would make fun of are things that I like about myself where it's like, yeah, I do like comic books. I am kind of nerdy. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. You know, but you know, as far as like the skinny things and like coming up with like names for that, you know, names for me based on like, or calling me crackhead or whatever, because I was skinny when I was young, you know, even skinnier, of course, when I was younger. Um, so I was thinking about that and I posted on Twitter just asking like, Hey, uh, were you picked on as a kid, you know? And like, was it something generic or did people, were people really mean? And most people were just like communicating, connecting and just being like, yeah, you know, we all have gone through this, you know, this is what people mm -hmm. call me. This is how it hurt. This is how it affected me. <clears throat> so I spent the day going around with, with Atlas and we had a great day. We like, I was off work and we just like spent the day doing things. I didn't look at my phone very much. So I eventually looked at my phone. And I saw I had all these these messages from all or like you know just comments from all these people, and it was really cool to see all these people um, kind of bonding over their mutual hatred for the bullies that they had to deal with throughout their lives. Um, however, there was one comment that was immediately accusatory and suggesting that it was weird that I asked people for personal information and then just didn't comment and didn't respond to them. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know how to handle that. I didn't know how to handle that situation because I was like, I don't, I don't even know what you think my plan was, you know, like I can't, like, I'm not sociopathic enough to like even understand what you think I might've been trying to do. 
You know, like, was it like, okay, did they think I'm trying to arm myself with things that upset people as children? Like, is it like, ha ha, now I'm going to call people blah, blah, blah. Like, and then you just load this gun up of like magic bullets for every single person, you know? Just yeah. Like, is that what they think I'm doing? Like, okay. I mean, okay. First of all, it sounds like a super, <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's terrible thing to do that. I'd obviously, obviously never do is the thing. Like, and I, I feel like I think it upsets me when even okay a lot of this a lot of the my behavior in general and like stupid jokes and stuff that I, I will make i feel like i can make dumb jokes like what we just said like you know being the super villain who would do that because you know i would never do that right like that's that's mm -hmm. what makes it funny is that it, like there's that like the um the separation from reality where it's it's okay because it's so absurd that i would do that you know that's what makes it funny but when someone's like that's actually possible for you. And I'm like, oh, you know nothing of my work. You know, yeah, and I, like, yeah. I start feeling offended and I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this feeling, but I don't, but I don't know how to handle it. So I'm just like, you're wrong anyway. But thankfully. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that though, because like I actually had, it's, it's been a long time since this happened to me, but uh, when I had my pizza, I mean, we're talking over a decade ago now, but when I, when I, was like delivering pizzas and stuff there was this guy i worked with from boston he was such a funny dude like saying wicked and all that good mm -hmm. stuff but uh i just love the, i love the accent it's it's funny but um i remember that was around the time do you remember this era where we we were, we were like very self-congratulatory we'd always call ourselves awesome and stuff like uh -huh. yeah i'm awesome like yeah, of course. I, I almost think it's because we were probably watching how i met your mother and we were imitating barney stinson but uh -huh. um it was like a joke to me because I have such low self-esteem that of me course. saying I'm awesome is actually me basically like, no, you're actually not, but you, you keep saying that kid. Yeah. He, he took it as like arrogance. Do guys, yeah. Do you guys just walk around thinking how great you are? Blah, 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 blah. Sure. I'm like, well, no, you don't get it. It's like, I'm awesome. Like we basically did. This yeah. Thing, but like, but yeah, like, no, I, I, I had to like explain to this guy that like, no, like I don't actually think I'm awesome. This is me basically projecting my insecurity onto the world. So yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Cause I'm now awesome. I feel awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, that kind of thing is so interesting. Just the idea that like within ourselves, we have these inside jokes, like this language that we cultivate, you know, curate throughout time. And it's okay for us to make these silly jokes and stuff. But when someone outside of that bubble peers in and they don't know us at all, and they make that sort of weird assumption or just like, that's the, that, that's the inference they make, you know, mm -hmm. even though like we're not like you weren't actually, obviously you're not, you know, you weren't like walking around being self-congratulatory and being mm -hmm. a, you know, arrogant person. But on the outside, like objectively, if someone's like, oh, I'm awesome. And you don't know them. You're like, yeah. like Maybe they're a jerk. I don't know. They why would they do that? You know. So it's really it's so strange with the internet because if you exist the way I only know how on the internet, which is just to kind of be myself all the time, if people are just kind of like driving by, they just see that glimpse through the window and it's like, you know, they want to define an entire person by that, you know, just half a second of, you know, just speeding by, which is you know what I do so that I don't have that issue with people? Um, it's cathartic. Is that the word? Yeah, I think so. Um, if I see something, a post or just something I don't agree with, I type out the whole comment. And then instead of pressing send, I delete it. It's, yeah. like, it's like my brain gets the satisfaction of vomiting all of my thought. Uh -huh. and, I'm like, and now I don't have to suffer any of the consequences of my opinion. It's gone. You know, I got it out. I'm not starting anything with anyone. Cause I'm just not the type of person to even want to like quarrel with someone, you know, yeah. I'm not biting my thumb at anyone. Okay. Like, like, I'm, me, sir? I'm doing the opposite. I'm offering you my thumb. I don't know. You can have it. Was something, listen, I was eating chips. I got some of it out of my tooth. It was still in my nail. I wasn't trying to, I swear, sir. But like, yeah, no, like I am not trying to like start arguments over the internet with anyone. So like, yeah. So like, I don't really understand the people that like, um, find the need to basically like antagonize and instigate antagonize, yeah i don't i don't understand like who gets a, a rise out of that but then again everyone was raised different. well what i thought I mean, was everyone, i don't know yeah what i thought was exceptionally strange was I, I i just very simply said hey i was i'm sorry i tried to answer a few people but i've been busy with my son all day and they were like they were 
incredulous. They were just, they were like, that would be nice to believe, but <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, it's like, okay. It was, so, it was so strange that a, another person who, who I'm a mutual follower with commented and like, come coming to my defense. and was just saying like, I've seen his comments and he's fine. I don't know you know what you're talking about. <laughs> so it was just, it was just bizarre. Thankfully that person eventually, apologize kind of it was just kind of one of those hey i'm i'm glad you're with your son you know type of thing. yeah but you're having a good day it was weird it was i don't know i'm not good at it i'm not good at like knowing how to handle that i did the thing that you just said you did i literally did to that person and i was very very thankful that i didn't send the thing because eventually they came around and understood what i was actually doing which was just spending a day with my son and not hovering on my phone the entire time you know so I don't, I, you know, the the nature of these of social media is that you don't know what's going to blow up. You know, not really, not me at least. I don't know. Some people know it's that. Not even like it was for that. Like you don't even know. Like yeah, you were just basically mm-hmm. writing a thought out into the world just to get maybe someone to respond or someone to say yeah. something and, like, and really something that you can maybe talk to or pick at later. You know, just yeah. something for you to do later. Like you exactly. You That's exactly what it is. After my son goes to bed, I will thumb through Twitter and I'll respond to everyone I can or you know, every everyone I feel some sort of connection with, I respond to. I, I like build these relationships. I'm trying. I I think like I feel like I have actual friends on Twitter, which is interesting because I've never really been like you play WoW, so I'm sure you've had a lot of those throughout the years of, you know, like the camaraderie. Which by the way, shout out to NT from battle.net he totally subscribed and everything because i had broadcast on wow oh that's awesome thank you i appreciate you yeah that's really cool actually um i don't know where he's from uh he's from australia actually which is really cool so share it share it yeah well well, here's the thing i play with a lot of australian players because of the time of day i play yeah because i'm a dad so i play world of warcraft at five in the morning Mm -hmm. so most most american people are either up from the night before playing wow still or i'm playing with australian people because it's usually around eight or nine o'clock their time which is prime time for wow so yeah most of the people i play with are australians it's really funny before we go i have i have something that i want to ask you but we have a couple of questions that came from the internet would you mind answering just a couple of quick things not at all that's awesome i didn't know we had questions yeah um well one of our favorite people trish one of our favorite listeners trish the dish we've no one called that yeah it's a kevin smith joke continue but um one of our favorite listeners trish um she wanted us to remind listeners what uh what comics inspired us to want to make our own graphic novel because it's been 10 episodes and i don't know if everyone's listening to every single one so there's definitely like episode one still gets a hit every now and then and then it's like let's jump across all these ones and then go up to seven eight or whatever which i don't blame them i would do the same thing yeah i mean our last our last our last podcast got like it's up to 200 in like three days which is crazy it's, i don't know what happened it's I over think. 200 in three days um i have no idea i can't account for it whatsoever we love it so, keep it yeah. up thank you so much for listening and subscribing so what comic books made you want to do this in general so I discussed it before and like, even, even today, you can, you can even vouch for me. Uh, even mm-hmm. today I, I sent you uh, screenshots of his pencils, but like um, the, the uncanny X-Force from like, I think it was like 2010. I think mm-hmm. it was the run. Uh, the, the artwork in that is just so amazing. The story, Rick Remender wrote the story uh-huh. and it's just a very solid piece. And then the um, between Anthony and I, that's basically like majority of my reading comes from Marvel. Like I did yeah. read, I've read some indie, I've read like Why the Last Man. I've read the Amory Wars from Coheed, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a majority of my like comic like love comes from like Cable Deadpool, the Joe Kelly Deadpool run. Um, let's see. the Dan, Even the Daniel, a lot of people gave uh, the Daniel Way Deadpool run the a lot of hate but i actually loved it a lot of people didn't like the whole schizophrenia yeah. thing that they no? added but I, no yeah there was a lot of grief like at least coming from like the deadpool fan base right. like like the, the 90s joe kelly yeah. because he was he was a different character in the 90s he was more like he was almost more deathstrokey basically right. he was he was a little bit more like, serious he was yeah. still funny but um but yeah um but yeah a lot of deadpool a lot of x-men um yeah, a lot of X-Men. Because, I mean, even... But then you and I both read the new Avengers, too. The new event when, yeah. like, Wolverine and Spider-Man. Was, yeah, it's fantastic. The, the Purple Man. Like, we yeah. oh. heard that, that Purple Man sequence in the first, uh, like, arc that of Avengers. That was so awesome. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would love to revisit that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 I knew you were going to say that, of course. Um, but that stuff, 
it definitely inspired your art and it shows in the best way. I think your style is really evolving though. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. you, it, I don't think the average person would look at him and be like, oh, he's clearly copying this or anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyways, what comics did you love growing oh, up? Oh gosh. Um, so the comics that inspired me the most to write comics were definitely Madman um, and Scud. Mm -hmm. Probably Tick to a slightly lesser extent. Um, mm -hmm. just like the jokey nature of that has always been a lot of fun for me. Um, but Madman has always been like probably my biggest inspiration as far as writing comics, just because I think Mike Allred juggles the like sincere and silly tone really well. You know, like you have a character who is clearly going through a pretty in-depth existential crisis throughout most of the books. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Also like, str like struggling with, physical issues, identity issues, uh, struggling with like love and like feeling insecure, but also literally being like this ridiculous fun character who fights with a yo-yo and a disc gun, you know, <laughs> like who eats eyeballs and can see the future to an extent, you know, like all kinds of stuff. It's so much fun. Like you, it, it's the kind of book where you can have a character really explore, uh, and really explore themselves and like different ideas, like philosophical ideas and like religion and such but also have robots, <laughs> you know, like also have robots and monsters and like giant brains and like, it's, it's so fine. Like mutant beatniks. It's so ridiculous. So yeah, so that idea. And then like Scud is very similarly toned where, I mean, it's a little more out, a little more off the wall to an extent, uh, but it's, it's the idea of this robot who can, who basically is an assassin who once he, and once he kills his target, he'll self-destruct. But he realizes that, which then throws him into this existential crisis where he realizes that he has to keep his target alive. So now he's paying for life support for the creature that he was supposed to have murdered. And it's just, he goes through this whole ridiculous journey, also looking for love, but becoming a werewolf and all sorts of stuff. It's so much yeah, fun. The, I've seen the like werewolf arm pictures yeah. of God. So. Oh, dude, it's so much fun. Like It's such a great comic. Rob Schraub is amazing. So. Uh, Okay, Paige asked, "Do you have an, do you have names prepared for all the ostriches that you're gonna get? You got to plan ahead, after all." <laughs> um, let's see. Um, definitely have to name one Overdrive ostrich for the Mega Man X two nod because there was actually a Maverick named Overdrive ostrich. <laughs> nice. Which, if you didn't know, the Mavericks were the Reploids that basically became evil after Sigma came. Anyways, but like, um, so yeah, definitely Overdrive Mega Man podcast. <laughs> um overdrive ostrich for sure which that's just like such like a mouthful of a name but i can just imagine me yeah. yelling it on the battlefield um you call him odie right odie oh Odie, yeah that's a good one <laughs> he has called odie. Odie. <laughs> overdrive ostrich <laughs> odie odie <laughs> it's um, now, I, now I'm not, that has to happen i just want odie the ostrich so bad and if he's not our mascot i quit that's so... and now i've recently met and befriended a man named craig and he's really awesome okay no i'm sorry get rid of him get the running him. the running joke our entire life our entire friendship craig. you can't do this to i know i mean but yeah like yeah there's always been that like whenever like it's you want to know where it started ladies and gentlemen the name craig for us started when we were watching heroes on tv now here's the thing Steven's house was loud because I had a lot of siblings and my dad didn't care that we were watching a show that we exactly loved. What happens. But we would have the TV blasting, but we'd have to have closed captionings closed on. Captions. But Craig, the closed caption guy that's typing this for us as we're reading it, was typoing left and right. So that's where our Craig... Yeah. So, so basically, Craig just became the stand-in for anyone who just was incompetent and couldn't do their job or didn't know what they were doing. He was so, the, Craig was the name we gave to the invisible person we hated and shook our yeah. fist at. And now you befriended him and betrayed me. I get it. It's cool. He's no. like the nicest guy ever too. And he's super awesome. And he's I mean, after failing so much, you have to have a hero's journey. You have to have an arc. <laughs> he came around. Old time. So now we just got to figure out a different name, I guess. But oh man, for the longest time, it was Craig. That, that was the name. So yeah, I would think Craig and OD. Those are, those are my ostriches. Oh, Anthony, do you have any names for your ostriches? 
I think I said I should. I would just name them all Gregory. Um, but Gregory. I'm, let me, I'm not sure. I'm, I put zero thought into naming my ostriches. I, I'm kind of sure that I'll end up getting eaten by the ostriches and you'll take <laughs> over the colony and that'll be the end of me. I think that's actually just how the credits are going to roll on my life. Like I said, I think I, I will originally plan to profit and be like this farmer that butchers and like makes a ton of money off ostriches but i know i know who i am as a person and i'm gonna go from like this huge plot to just owning like a hundred ostriches that i've had since the first generation so but um anyways oh we got a few other questions but i have a question i know you you don't have a lot of time so i have a no, question no, I, we can we can go no longer but go ahead i have a question for you though uh oh steven i have a confession to make <laughs> okay i'm gonna say this and this is true i promise you and you, you've known me for a long, long time. And you can at least attest that as with all of the time I've spent with you, all of the time, I've never farted in front of anyone, Stephen. Not even me. And actually, yeah. I, I even shared a complaint with you recently about nipple showing and like yeah. how I've only seen your, your chest once and I've been yeah. your best friend for more, more than I haven't been your best friend. So like, yeah, people, he's, uh, what happened? What? What? What is it? What is it? What is it? <laughs> yeah. I made me laugh so much. Um, even, but I realized I was like, okay, okay. Is it, okay, not even just normal people, not even just casual people or like friends, like, you, you know, but like relationships. I've been in long, like ridiculous, I'm an older person relationships now. I've been in two relationships that lasted upwards of six years, you know, and both, neither of which, at ne neither of which consisted of me farting in front of a person at any point. That's crazy. crazy. Steven. And I realized this. That's some power right there. Yeah, well, I realized this and I, I was just like, is that why? Is that why the relationships are failing? Do I need to open up with a fart like right away? Is this like, <laughs> is this, okay, is it? Oh, man. Is there a sense of, of, of closure or like comfort that comes like, like maybe everyone's on the edge until maybe, maybe the relationships just failed because they wanted the fart so bad, but they wanted me to br break the wind <laughs> of the ice. Like, like they wanted me to like, they I was, to they didn't want the to do it first. first. Yeah. They didn't want me to, they wanted me to do it first, but I failed them, Steven. So I put the, I, I put it on me. Um, so I, I, so I'm going to ask you and you don't have to answer, but. When's the first time you farted in front of Tina? Do you remember? I have a better story that doesn't involve me doing it. Okay, tell me. Or her doing it. So, <laughs> so like, just like, it, 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 even, it even ties into the first thing we were talking about. So, you know how we like project these horrible characters that we aren't? I yeah. jokingly said to Tina very early in our relationship, <laughs> and I looked her dead in her eye, and I was like, if you ever fart in front of me, it's over. That was, <laughs> I was... <laughs> I, dude, I was absolutely kidding. Like, I was not even a little bit serious when I said that to her. It was like so, such a crazy demand that, like, the fact that even, anyways, so it, like, wasn't like. I, I remember this. So, I go, go. It's just I remember, because I remember her uniform from work. She was sitting on the couch and she accidentally farted. Like, the, the quietest little thing. And she looks over at me. And starts crying because she thought I was going to break up with her. We were like together for like eight months at this point. Like, like I was like, "What's what's wrong?" Like I got so like so scared, and she's like, she like explained, and I was like, "No, no, that was a, that was a joke." I believe the kids pronounce it yoking, but no, like 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 seriously, that was it was so funny. Was like I mean, it, was, it was horrible for her, and now I, I feel bad because she basically. Oh. She basically held that in for eight she months. She tried her best. She gave it her all. <laughs> I did my best. But yeah, like, yeah, like, it was, but that, for me, I don't, I don't remember. I actually don't remember. Like, it wasn't a big deal to me. <laughs> she, just... she, she had such a horrible time that, like. <laughs> for me? Not even, I don't even know who you are. Or what is it? What did they don't say? I don't even know your name. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I don't even know your name, Tina. Oh, Dude, an even better line than that is, and everyone, everyone knocks Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. John Claude, but dude, Raul Julia. That's oh, right. yes, yes. For you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was a Tuesday. That is such an awesome line, man. That is an awesome line. That is such a badass line. Like yeah, that is so cool. 
I mean, he he was just an amazing actor. And like, did you know he did? He actually did that movie for his kids because his. Oh, kids, I didn't know that. Yeah, really? like he he wouldn't have done a movie like Street Fighter, yeah. but his kids loved the game so much that he he did the movie for them. And he, so yeah, like, he was like amazing. A, actually, I I just read that they're they're going to be making a new Adams Family. That's interesting. It, is Tim Burton actually tied to that, or is that just all like internet? I, I, I think I think he is. He's tied okay. to it. It's supposed to be set today. I don't know. I I mean I'm gonna reserve any judgment, but I I ah I, I actually okay. I'll tell you what about the Adams family. I watched the cartoon with my son in the theater. It was one of the last things we watched before all of this. Um, it was okay the first time I saw it. I was just like, all right, whatever. Afterward though, I think I have Stockholm syndrome because I like it so much now. Like, like, like Atlas likes it a lot and he wants to watch it all the time. And it just totally grew on me. And I just like, like now I have the little, and it might just be, I have the moments that I enjoy. So I just kind of like look up from my phone when they're happening. And I'm like, okay, I like that part, you know, like, like little boring moments that don't matter or whatever. Yeah. I, but, but I do, I, I think like it did grow on me though. I think the performances are really good. I think I might've been a little jaded because I love the live action movies so much. Mm. Which, by the way, like I rewatched them. Um, They're so good, dude. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think Adam's Family Values is better than the first one. I, I, I always because Fester, Fester is basically the the, the problematic si- situation in both movies, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Like the first movie is the first movie when he's marrying the woman. The first movie is the one where he has amnesia. He doesn't know he's Fester. Oh, so and then no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Values is so much better. That's when he's yeah. trying to marry that woman, and yes. she's like. A murderer and all yes. that. That one's so Black much Widow. more fun. Yeah, it's so right, much more fun. You're right. It really is. That is a great movie. I, and I, th- I think, I think the reason is Fester doesn't get to be Fester until like the midpoint, like even past the midpoint of the movie. He's still this guy who's like not really Fester. He's getting everything wrong. So like none of the characters can be themselves around him because the whole, the whole joke, not even joke, like the whole plot is that he's not fitting in with the Adams, which means they're not going about their hijinks. You know, the whole thing that makes the Adams Family work in a fun way is that they as a whole don't fit with the world, you know? So, like, when we're watching just Fester try to fumble through and, like, guess what an Adams would say or do, it's just not fun. You know, it just wasn't. It wasn't cool. Whereas, like, in the second one, watching Fester survive all these murder attempts was really oh, funny. so great. It's yeah. Really watching, like, Wednesday and Pugsley, like, in camp and stuff, like, dealing with all of those children, it was hilarious. It was all so good. Um, even the baby stuff, like, I, I, like, now as an adult looking back on it, I was like, oh, no, they added a baby. Like, I was like, ah, this is probably going to be stupid. I don't, I don't remember this one as much. You know, let me see. And I watched it, and then all the memories started flooding back. And I was like, mm-hmm. I actually really like this movie. It was a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. so... It was a lot of fun. At, like Atlas thought it was the funniest thing he's ever seen. So I mean, Christopher Lloyd's amazing in that as Fester too, right? Yeah, Christopher Lloyd really is amazing. Like he's he is. Such, I mean, he's such just, a good Fester too. I mean, yeah. like you think about like the characters he's played though, and he's just yeah, man, it's iconic. Like it's. Yeah. I feel that's like why, that's why we love him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, he could have given us Doc Brown and just disappeared, you know. But he's like. Here's Fester. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, but so good. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I don't. Yeah, it's it's crazy when actors are so iconic or just have like you know a character that's like, all right, well, I'm just gonna picture them as that character for the rest of their lives. Yes. Sorry about your luck. You know, mm-hmm. like, I just, I guess, I don't Will know. Farrell, I... Will Ferrell's basically done that with like his character, like who he is is like but, I mean like the, but right. he's definitely changed his he changes his role, but like. You expect a certain like level of well, delivery from him, and he gives it. He does. He does what like a lot of comedic actors do is like they find their clown. You know, like yeah. he, he found his Ernest. Like he yeah. knows. Like they just don't call it Ernest goes to camp. They call it you know Talladega Nights because it's it's mm-hmm. just Ernest goes to NASCAR. You know, like that's what it is. But it's Will Ferrell's Ernest. You know, so. That's what a lot of comedians do, really. I mean, like, there are some that, you know, break the mold and stuff, but comedy is so weird and subjective that, like, I think once people find a tone or, like, find something that works for for us, it's just, like, they they just drive it home forever, you know, and beat that horse as long as they can because... there's still blood coming out, right? You might as well. Yeah. You recognize how, like, in in comedy movies, like, the, the... the manner of jokes and like the tone of jokes and the the maturity levels change and evolve over time where it's like think about like when Superbad came out I I would never have imagined a movie with those sort of jokes you know like it was really weird it really was 
like such an awesome movie at that point, at least in that point in our lives. I actually rewatched well, okay, it. Okay, like pretty as much as as much as I, I I'm okay with like a, the whole history and like evolution of comedy in general. But can you imagine showing like Mel Brooks? Like when he was making Young Frankenstein, right? Like everyone loves that movie. It's a classic genius movie. But can you imagine showing Mel Brooks super bad or like 40 year old virgin and being like, here you go, Mel Brooks, just like, in, like, you know, digest this a little bit. See what you think. Like he would be like, that's a weird, different kind of comedy. I don't know what you're doing, you know? Like, and he's a yeah. genius, you know? He's one of the few like comedic like directors that can make slapstick funny. Like yeah. I, you, think, you think of his, like his yep. comedy is so good and so like genuine and sweet. And it's just, I, I, I still love Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes. Oh my gosh. Love, yeah. I, I was like, even Dracula it. dead and loving even it. Even Dracula, so like, funny. It, that whole like mesmerizing scene with the like sit, like yeah, stand up. No, you, no, sit down. Like that. <laughs> and <laughs> Leslie Nielsen's actually really good for that delivery. Oh too. yeah! Oh my gosh! Yeah. I would actually say if if, if the slapstick like comedy like genre had an actor that was the best at it, it's definitely him. Like oh, 100%. the naked the naked gun movies and all those those are all great for what they are. You mm-hmm. know. I, okay, I think comedy has become kind of more personal, you know, where it's 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 gone from like trying to tell formal like not not formal as in like casual versus form, but like formal punchline style jokes versus like character driven way of saying things funny, you know, which is really interesting, you know, because when we find when we find someone like in Forty Year Old Virgin, like a lot of the things they say aren't jokes. I mean, some of them are, but like. Like bags of sand. Like that's not mm-hmm. really a joke. It's just a weird observation and a failed mm-hmm. observation. And so it's a character. Th- it's so weird, you know. Yeah. So, so I don't know. It's like thinking about that that awkward evolution of jokes is so strange. Like stand up comedy has gone through the same thing where there's the like standard like set up punchline comedians like who have you know some of them have like risen to the top of you know comedy the comedy scene forever and then they're also kind of like the more alt comics who are more personal and more like um just story. personality story oriented you know so i it's really interesting like someone today on twitter pointed out that they don't like john mulaney have you ever seen john mulaney stand up i think he's funny i, mean, I think he's, he's, he's a funny. very he's, he's very like what you're saying like he's yeah. a very like just you know he's a joke comedian he tells a joke it's very straightforward but he he's but he's got the observation humor too like he's he's, he's got like a seinfeld thing kind of yeah, going absolutely like, i i kind of, that's exactly what i would have said like i think he's kind of like our generation seinfeld on, mm-hmm. as far as his stand-up you know comedy is concerned i and i enjoy it i like it i don't think i haven't returned to his stand-up lately but like i would love it like i i I enjoyed a lot. So I don't understand, you know, so when someone says something like that, my first thought is always like, oh, it's not for you. You know, it's subjective. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's weird. You know, I, I get it, you know, but I also think you're wrong. No, <laughs> but Last year, dude, like right before COVID, basically last summer, it was just one of those weird situations where like um, we wanted to go to a comedy show and Tina's mom was like all about it. And then she ended up looking like at other comedy shows that were coming. So like last summer I saw brian regan dane cook and jerry jerry seinfeld oh wow yeah i know and and honestly bro like like i say bro too so you already know who i'm gonna be like Uh but like every i mean i know he got a lot of grief especially towards the end but like Uh dane cook was like still really funny like he was surprisingly still amazing as as far as he's supposedly fallen from grace uh I, I would say the order in which the best was definitely uh, Dane, and then Jerry was a very close second, and then uh, Brian Regan. Right, right. Brian Regan's is not, like, always my cup of tea. Yeah. Like, I like him, but he's, like, overly goofy, yeah. and I'm not, like, so into the overly goof. But I think he's a very good example of, like, found his clown. Like, he found, yeah. he does the, oh, no, no, like, that thing. Yeah. And like, the, the, the crossed eyes. Crossed eyes, yeah. He does that stuff where it's like, it's his getter done to an extent. You know, like, they, you know, everyone finds their, like, here's your card or whatever, you know, whatever their their thing is there, you know. But I, I like the Dane Cook thing. I think that people, I think, I think the frustration with Dane Cook was basically that he became an overnight, not overnight, because no one's really an overnight sensation, but he seemed to have this huge, massive explosion of popularity. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was weird because it seemed... <clears throat> Like, you know, it seems like when you look at the whole pantheon of, like, potential comedians who could have that same level of success, it's like, was he most deserving 
maybe not, you know, but, and I think that's what happens. I think a lot of people are like, well, this is my favorite comedian and listen to these jokes and they're better than his jokes. And didn't he steal that joke? And it becomes this whole weird internet meme. Yeah. Just on someone. And um, I think it's also like prop comedy in general is kind of hated on and seen as like a novelty. Not that he uses props, but like he does like the novelty things of like pouring water over his head. And like, yeah. you know, he, 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 he has that like elevated character that some people are turned off by and i think mm. that they i think they look at it as like sh- like shtick in a way that they don't like because especially these days comedy has uh, become more about like personality and like you know your disposition like you are like go up on stage and be yourself and don't do the sticky thing that you know like don't do the brian regan faces but yeah. the thing is like it works and it works for some people and it, you know it, mm-hmm. it's this in the same way that you know the the person online said they don't like John Mulaney. I do like John Mulaney. It's always going to be that way. So I don't really understand the negative <laughs> criticism in general. What's the point? Yeah, like yeah. if you don't like something, just move along. It's just not for you. Obviously, there's people that do enjoy it, and they're yeah. allowed to enjoy that, and you're yeah. allowed to not enjoy that. You know? Yeah, you're I mean, looking for your own audience. Of, but like, why are you looking? That's the thing that's always like bothering me because like I feel like people are negative, so they can find other people that think like them. But why do you want to surround yourself with people that you disagree? Like you, you the things that you dislike. You bond together. over your mutual hatred for something. Yeah, yeah. Like you're you're basically just a group of supervillains at that point. Yeah. Like you're yeah. not even. We friends. must kill joy. Yeah, yeah. You're not even friends. Like you just hate <laughs> them. Like, um, have we made everyone miserable yet? No. Continue. Continue on. Get online. Get on Twitter, Dude, Facebook. I can't stand. I can't stand. <laughs> like, yeah, me either. Yeah. So a I mean, weird group. It, it is interesting, and I, I think that's – I think like, to, to that effect, like that's why I end up in the social media bubble that I create for myself because when I do see the post okay, – I more often will see on Facebook a post that will say, ugh, I can't believe these people posting about blah, blah, blah more than I'll ever see the people posting <laughs> about blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> much so. Dang, so, blah, blah, blah. so, yeah, so much so that – I never see the blah, blah, blahs. So the only time I hear about blah, blah, blahs are from these people who keep mentioning the blah, blah, blahs. So I'm blah, like, blah, blahs haven't existed since 1936. Okay? God, they're extinct in my mind. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're gone. I, I have no interest in their work whatsoever. Um, so I muted them. But, but then I, what ends up happening is the people who make it their identity to hate on the blah, blah, blahs become just as obnoxious as the blah, blah, blahs. So I delete them or not delete them. Usually I just mute them, you know, but you know, I just, don't have any time for that you know like the person who peeked into you know poked into my bubble just to be like hey i'm gonna accuse you of this random thing like why are you doing this with your life i don't understand it you know like i maybe it's because i'm a single dad and i'm trying to do this podcast and a book and like i work and like do all this stuff that like for me i think of my time as actually being valuable and like the opportunity cost of like losing actual like decent joy or connection in a positive way is not worth it no i feel you man i've i've never understood that in fact i'll even take this like i'll even go devil's advocate not even even if i don't like like the subject if i see someone just like blatantly like disliking me i'm like man like just why like just just like you don't have to like But see, I mean, I delete it. I don't send it because yep. I, I don't, I don't, I don't negotiate with terrorists. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I think okay, and like I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's a little bit more behind that. Maybe I'm worried that once like we put stuff out into the world, those people are going to be the loudest voices about our stuff. You know, like I'm still waiting. For, it's going to happen. Someone's going to comment or you know write on our YouTube like and say stupid, you know, bad things about us. It's going to happen at some point in our lives. You know, because we're going to continue. High school's coming back, man. Yeah. Um, hey, fatty. It's <laughs> just the worst. I didn't ask you. Um, did you have? Did you? Did you deal with any bullying or did anyone say anything? You've always been so big in general. So I yeah, like. I, I'm- like what's unfortunate about me is that I'm, I'm overweight, but I'm also just huge. Like, I don't think people understand. Like, like when, when like I put my hand next to someone's head, like it's like Andre the giant, like it's crazy. Like my head is actually bigger than like, like when we were like measuring like my family's heads and like everyone's like a 22.5 inch head. My head circumference is 25 inches, three, like two and a half inches bigger than anyone else in my family. It's crazy. But like, um, not like named bullies like I I had my issues but I've also always been I've always had you know like I had my 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 high school friends but like my neighborhood friends 
they were some of the harsh like bill and like like axel like we 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 like honed our insults down so like anytime someone would be insulting towards me i would be quick-witted enough to make them feel dumb so like i never really had like a like a like a vendetta bully like i don't know it was just even though it was very easy because i was overweight i mean that's that's like the easiest thing to make fun of someone for especially in like high school but yeah i can't really remember any bullies which makes me feel like i was probably a bully that's what's making me (laughs) like if you yeah if you can't out the bully in the room you're probably the bully was i the bully and now there are some things like look. There's a reason I stabbed on. Mike with a pencil that one time, and it's I mean, probably because you mean, guys were like, bullying me. Yeah, we were bullying you. That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty like, and I I don't like to think of myself. I don't think anyone thinks of themselves as the villain in their story. Where I mean, I'm the hero in mine, but like, yeah, Thanos yeah, thought he was like, the hero too. So, I mean, yeah. What do you plan on working on next week? I know we talked about it a little bit, but let's page four is gonna get done this week. Right, I'm gonna well, get pencil. these pages. Pencils, pencils totally done, right yeah. okay okay my plan um this is one of the weeks where atlas goes with his mom for two days so i'm going to finish the pages of this book like the main panel pages send it off to you last chapter done is my plan um i only have one more chapter to do that's it really so and then it's narration time and then it's narration time and then i do want to tighten up some of the dialogue like i was ta- i was telling you before um I know I have to tighten some of it up. I want to fix, you know, just re- go over it and actually give it a nice second draft. But all of the the places where people were are speaking are still going to be the same, so it won't matter, you know, as far as your job is concerned. So that's my that's my plan. I'm going to finish. So you're going to finish page four. I'm going to finish, and we're going to meet back here. Thank you all for listening and subscribing. Um, the button should pop up at some point, so please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Something like thirty percent of our listeners haven't subscribed yet, but we. Thank you for listening at all. And it's all. We still thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we really appreciate all of you. If you have any questions for us, feel free to contact us on Twitter. We're both on there. Um, mm-hmm. You can, I think, what's yours? It's at Ostrich Colony Co. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's no longer Yo Yo Gabler, whatever, <laughs> whatever that was. So I didn't make that name. I'm telling you, I did not type that name. There's no way I typed it. That was the auto generated name Twitter must have given me. I swear to you. So find Steven at Yo-Yo Gabba. <laughs> so, so Steven's on Twitter at Ostrich Colony Co. I'm on Twitter at Anthony Lafusi. You can find that in the description somewhere, maybe. Um, I'll try to link it as best we can. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We appreciate you. Tell your grandparents. We need them. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Talk, see you next week.